Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Metroscope, an Intercom Portland Public Affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. More than 1,000 television stations nationwide are changing frequencies between now and July 2020. This transition affects the tens of millions of U.S. households who watch over-the-air television. What effects will this change have on the Portland market and around the United States in general? And will it affect the way that you consume television? Well, let's find out. Joining us this time on Metroscope is Gene Cadu, the chair of the Incentive Auction Task Force at the Federal Communications Commission, or FCC. Her primary responsibility is to oversee and coordinate all aspects of the incentive auction, including the work of the media and wireless telecommunications bureaus and other FCC bureaus and offices as the commission undertakes the post-auction broadcast transition and ward of licenses to winning spectrum bidders. Thanks for being here, Gene, and welcome to the show. Hi, Preston. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's great to have an expert like yourself on to talk to us about these changes. You, uh, you know, everyone at home loves their TV. I know I do myself, especially with you know, baseball opening day this week. Uh, people are always glued to their TVs these days, it seems, in whatever form uh, they're watching, whether it's, uh, you know, live television or, or Netflix or what have you. But these you know, changes to frequencies are, are something that people are going to want to know about. So tell our listeners, if you could, let's kind of start uh, broadly. Why are TV stations changing frequencies? Well, uh, as you say, important changes are coming to free over-the-air television in markets across the United States, including Portland. Uh, these changes affect viewers who watch their TV over the air, meaning through an antenna, either on their roof or an indoor antenna. They will not affect viewers who subscribe to cable or satellite services. So over-the-air TV viewers will be affected. Uh, the changes are happening because uh, here at the FCC, our, one of our main jobs is to make sure that we use this country's scarce radio waves uh, as efficiently and effectively as possible for the benefit of consumers and, and the American public. And so, therefore, uh, we I, I try to always identify uh, areas in which we can we can maximize the use of the airwaves. Uh, mobile broadband service is something that I think every one of your listeners knows. Consumers are demanding more and more of every day, both for their current uses, their streaming of videos, their other uh, services that they stream over their telephones and and tel and uh, telephones and notepads, but also uh, uh, for other purposes. And so we are uh, making that spectrum available as much as we can uh, for 5G and mobile broadband purposes. So a few years ago, we identified uh, that the TV spectrum being used by TV stations nationwide could potentially be used in a much more efficient way. And so we determined to reorganize the spectrum to be able to free up spectrum for wireless uses. Uh, we therefore held what we called the FCC's 
broadcast incentive auction in which we incentivized broadcasters to relinquish uh, their channels or spectrum, uh, and we turned around and we sold it to wireless carriers who needed much more capacity for their new 5G and other expanded services. Uh, we are now, uh, we've completed the auction, uh, which uh, raised quite a bit of money, including about $7.3 billion uh, to the federal treasury for deficit reduction. And we are now in the post-auction transition in which we are engaged in, in essentially reorganizing and, and, and reassigning the remaining broadcast airwaves into a smaller group so that stations will be more compacted. We're packing them in more tightly, more efficiently, so that we could free up the spectrum that we're using for the wireless uh, winners in the auction. Uh, that means that uh, that stations, a number of stations, not all stations, about half the stations nationwide, are going to need to be changing frequencies over the next year or so, uh, including in Portland. Uh, so, therefore, what we we be asking uh, viewers to do who watch over-the-air television is to know that they need to listen for announcements and be prepared to rescan their TVs as the changes happen over the next year so that their TVs can recognize the new frequencies of their existing channels. I'm really curious about the technology side of this, and, and thanks for your explanation there, but that stations have changed or are changing frequencies in order to make more airwaves available for new 5G and mobile broadband services. You, you did get into that a little bit, but um, I, I don't know a ton about 5G. I know that it's so you know supposedly faster, has a better operating speed, and all that fancy jazz that uh, that uh, cell phone companies will will sell us. But it, can you elaborate on that? I mean, are there are there new channels, or is this just kind of a refinement from a technology side? Of kind of what is what does it mean? Well, you probably remember with your cell phone that uh, periodically your you know, cell phones have been upgraded over the last 10 years to new and, and different services. So we had 2G that was really uh, exciting when it came out. It, it speeded things up and it gave us more capacity. Then we had 3G. Then we had something called LTE. And now we're at 4G. This, the, the technology keeps improving to A, increase speed, and B, increase capacity, and C, lower the latency, which means that the speed at which your cell phone connects to the Internet uh, back and forth so that there's less and less of a lag between sending information and receiving it. I don't know if you remember years ago, uh, I'm old enough to remember satellite uh, telephone service that we used to use for international service. And it was always disconcerting because you would talk into the phone and then you have to wait a couple of seconds for the answer to come back because that was the signal traveling all the way to the uh, uh, up to the satellite and back down to the foreign uh, your foreign uh, telephone uh, friend and then coming back the same way and it was disconcerting and you tended to talk over each other. Well, that's an extreme example of what uh, what we're what I'm talking about in terms of latency. So what 5G does is it makes latency virtually non-existent. So it will enable all kinds of very smart applications, uh, you know, lots of traffic monitoring and vehicle-to-vehicle uh, -vehicle, uh, communications, where you really can't have a lot of lag. Uh, you need to have instantaneous communication and response. So that's what 5G will do, and, and we're really excited about it. Uh, it's, it's, it's in its nascent stages. People are still uh, uh, 
developing it and Mm -hmm. deploying it. Uh, But I think it's going to be a revolutionary change. So, uh, like I say, we're excited about it, and we're anxious to make sure that there's enough airwaves for uh, industry to be able to do what they want to do so consumers will get these benefits. This is Gene Cadu from the FCC joining us this time on Metroscope. More than 1,000 TV stations are changing frequencies across the U.S., consumers in 35 different TV markets nationwide uh, will have to rescan their television sets. Uh, and again, these are for folks who are n- not on cable or satellite, uh, but on antenna television. Uh, what I mean, what markets are being affected? I mean, I got, you don't have to list all 35, but just, uh, yeah, get kind of generally speaking, who's affected by this? And how do you think it'll affect the Portland market in particular? As I said, markets nationwide are are affected. Uh, Not every market. There were some markets in which we were able to clear enough spectrum uh, without having to rearrange the local telephone, or I'm sorry, the local television station frequencies. Um, Those were primarily more rural markets, sort of in the in the middle of the country, uh, where there are fewer stations, basically. Uh, But markets like Portland and certainly the, the the big markets on each coast and 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 uh, many in between had lo- have lots of television stations that are broadcasting. So we needed to, to affect those markets probably more than those rural markets. Uh, so that's who's being affected. Portland is, is a major market, and, uh, and so there are stations in Portland that we've asked to change frequencies, and they are in the process of doing that. Okay. And then from a consumer perspective, as all of our listeners are um, scrambling with their TV sets, wondering if they need to re- rescan. Uh, how do you know if you're a consumer when TV stations are, are changing these frequencies and if, if uh, you'll be affected as a consumer? Uh, it's important that viewers uh, watch for notices. Uh, we require stations to notify viewers via on-screen announcements uh, at least 30 days in advance of their rescan day. Um, that that notification typically takes place by screen crawls, which are those text messages that you see during a big storm or something that that move across the top or bottom of your screen. But stations are really going above and beyond our minimum requirements. It's important to them. For obvious reasons, that their viewers know how to find them. Uh, they they need to be able to reach their viewers, so they are actually going above and beyond typically the, that 30-day uh, minimum notice obligation. So you may see public service announcements on your TV and other. They have website information on their websites. So there's lots of information that they are they are producing to make sure that their viewers be, are able to continue without interruption to see them. So what they will do is uh, broadcast a, a particular day on which they will rescan. We have given them a window of a, of a couple of months during which time they may make their change. And so they're making it not necessarily all on the same day, which means that viewers need to watch for each station and be prepared to rescan their TVs. Now, I will say that um, sometimes people for miss these notices. Uh, And if a viewer notices uh, that one of their stations has gone missing, it's a good idea to rescan. Chances are that's what's what's happened is that the station has changed frequencies and the TV is still looking for it at its old frequency and needs to be told that it has a new frequency to reach that channel. Okay. Yeah, so I guess what happens if they don't rescan, that they just don't get the channel anymore? Right. That, that's exactly what happens. When a viewer uh, tunes to channel pick one, two, uh, and, and that channel has moved, then, then 
the TV will not be able to pick up the signals from that channel, and the viewer just won't see it. Uh, it just won't be there anymore for the for the viewer until the viewer rescans the TV. Now it's not all that complicated <clears throat> to rescan. We're asking viewers to to, to undertake a, a task, but hopefully it's not going to be a very uh, burdensome one. Uh, Basically, uh, viewer takes will take his his remote control and press menu or setup or a button along those lines. They're all a little bit different for each TV manufacturer. It'd be a lot easier if they were all the same in terms of explaining it. But but you push your menu or setup button, and then there's usually a um, settings menu that you go into, and uh, you push rescan or auto tune or auto scan or words to that effect. And it takes maybe three or four minutes for the TV to run through all of the channels and make sure it's picking up uh, all of them correctly. One of the things that uh, we like to sort of recommend to viewers is that regardless of this change, they should be rescanning their TV periodically. It's kind of like rebooting a computer. It kind of refreshes things. And if a viewer hasn't rescanned uh, their TV in a while, they may well find that there are many, many additional channels available for free that they didn't know that they had. Stations are bringing on uh, what's called sub-channels or multicast channels all the time. And so uh, they may have a lot more programming for free than they, they knew they had. So it's a good idea to do that. And certainly if a, uh, a, v a viewer notices a channel that they're used to seeing has gone missing, they should rescan their TV. That's, that's the first thing they should do to, uh, to find it. And uh, one of the things that, uh, I don't know if you're in over the air, Viewer Preston, but anybody who watches TV over the air um, uh, with a digital TV or an old analog TV, even with a converter box, needed to re to scan their TV when they first got it because. TVs from the manufacturer don't know where they're headed, so they can't be pre-programmed to pick up local signals. So every time you install your TV for the first time these days, the first thing you have to do is scan it to find all of the local channels so that the TV knows where it is and how to pick up its channels. So it's something that everybody should have done at least once. Okay, and this is Gene Cadu from the FCC uh, joining us this week on Metroscope. More than 1,000 TV stations are changing frequencies across the U.S. That was uh, announced this past week by the FCC. Uh, could you just explain to us again, in case our listeners either didn't hear the first part of the interview or are still maybe somewhat uh, confused, who exactly needs to rescan their TVs? What kind of service, television service, do you have Um you know, to, if if you need to rescan uh, with with this new rule and regulation that's coming into place here. Yes, that's an important an important uh, point, Preston. Um, not all TV viewers will need to do these things. Uh, uh, it's only TV viewers who watch free over-the-air TV using an antenna, either uh, a rooftop antenna or an indoor antenna, rabbit ears or or one of those very thin sort of antennas that you put on your wall, the modern kind, but uh, those are the viewers that will need to rescan. If a viewer uh, purchases, subscribes to cable services or services from a satellite provider, those companies will take care of these frequency changes in their networks, and so there will be no change. And even for over-the-air viewers, it's important to know that the channels themselves are not changing. If a viewer is used to tuning to a particular channel to to receive its, its uh, his or her favorite programming, that channel is going to be the same before and after uh, the rescan takes place. It's just inside the TV that this change is happening, 
And it's basically so that the TV, when they tune to that channel, reaches out into the airwaves and picks up the signal in the new place as opposed to the old place in the radio spectrum. That That's what's happening behind the scenes. I see. That was a good technical explanation there. We appreciate that. I know that it might be me personally and a lot of my friends uh, we subscribe to, uh, you know, Amazon, or not even subscribe, but just use Amazon Fire Stick, for example, uh, or any of those kinds of a la carte TV, if you will. Um, and uh, that so for our younger audience out there, maybe there are a lot of people uh, who watch television in, in a similar way. I imagine they don't need to rescan. Is that correct? That's right. I mean, if you if you any any kind of streaming, what we call over the top services like Amazon Prime or Netflix or Hulu, uh, that you receive over the internet through a device like like yours, uh, that's not changing at all here. I will say, however, that a lot of folks who have uh, um, um, so-called cut the cord uh, uh, and are just do- using streaming should be aware that there are free TV services available to them for a fairly low price. Um, you know, a thirty-five dollar indoor antenna, uh, typically, um, that kind of price range, uh, they can probably receive lots of channels over the air. But most importantly, they can receive their local broadcast channels, which, you know, oftentimes have important local news and uh, um, emergency alert uh, uh, announcements, uh, things like that, that you don't get when you stream. You you stream your entertainment, certainly, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but local news and what's going on in your local marketplace is something that uh, uh, viewers really get from their local broadcasters. And so, therefore, even if you're a cord cutter and you watch via the streaming and you won't be affected by this, you may want to consider a uh, an over-the-air antenna to uh, to receive local programming. Mm-hmm. Now, and yeah. those are the, the that would need to be rescanned, obviously. Right. No, it's great. I, I actually worked in local news for three years before uh, my job here on, on television. And, uh, yes, support local news as well. I, I completely agree with that sentiment. <laughs> um, Portland, the market that we're in, do you know off the top? I'm putting you on the spot here, but do you know off the top of your head? I, I saw that uh, on this press release these changes will be implemented anywhere from now through July 2020. Do you have any idea what um, – stations specifically in Portland might be affected and when these uh, changes might be occurring? Yeah, I don't have a, a list of the channels per se, uh, unfortunately. I, I apologize for that. Um, I think there are three uh, stations in Portland that are moving, uh, either have moved just in the last couple of weeks or will be moving in the next couple of weeks. Uh, those are uh, channels KATU, KNMT and KKEI, uh, but there may be other stations in future phases. What we're doing here is uh, this is not like the what we call the DTV digital television uh, conversion that happened about ten years ago. You may remember that ten years ago we converted television broadcasting from an analog service to a digital service again to make it more efficient and free up more space uh, and also improve. Uh, uh, Broadcast quality that that enabled over-the-air viewers to get HD programming, for example. Uh, that 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 transition occurred on one day nationwide, and it was fairly simple. On that day, everybody's TV needed to be digital ready, and so either they needed to have a digital TV, or we needed to have a, an analog converter box to be able to have our old analog TVs pick up the new digital signal. So that was one day flash cut. 
In this case, we're not doing that. Uh, we couldn't do that because we're, again, trying to compact stations into smaller spectrum, which means that we had to be very careful about interference. We didn't want Channel 2 to be interfering with Channel 4, for example. And so, therefore, we're doing this change in phases. There are 10 phases. We're now in phase 2. And so stations in, in different markets are going to be going at different times. So uh, not all stations in, in, in each market are going at the same time. So that's why viewers need to be alert to watching for for announcements uh, on their TVs and, uh, and 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 be aware of the rescan day that they they hear in those announcements to be able to know. And again, a good rule of thumb is since this is not something that's happening at one time, a good rule of thumb is if somebody notices that their channel has gone missing at any time over the next year and a half. Best thing to do is to rescan, and hopefully that will clear up the problem. This is Gene Cadu joining us from the FCC, www.fcc.gov slash TV rescan is a good resource for those listeners out there uh, who are listening to this interview and want to know uh, either if they need to rescan or how they rescan if they haven't already figured this out by the fabulous information that you've provided us. Um, the, the the whole rescan thing, I know you mentioned it earlier. It's a you press the menu button and you go from there. Would you mind running that back for us one more time with the instructions? Because it sounds like a big deal, but I think people probably, uh, you know, it's it's not as overwhelming as it seems, right? You don't need a you don't need a giant converter box or anything like that to make the rescan that, happen. That's right. Un unlike the DTV conversion, where a lot of people had to go out and buy a converter box, that's not happening here. Um, basically, and, and as I said, everybody who has a digital TV or even a, an old converter box had to do it at, at the, the first time they used it in order to be able to get local channels. So it's something that everyone's done before. But uh, basically, it's you take the remote control and you go to, into the menu or the setup uh, button, and then you'll see uh, something that will say setup or channels or, or words to that effect. And if you click on that uh, button on your remote, typically it'll say auto scan, auto program, Something words again, words like that. They're not all the same. Yeah. TV manufacturers use different words, unfortunately, which makes it hard to explain. But uh, you you sort of search around, you find that button, and you push it, and the TV will take about three or four minutes to run through all the channels and make sure that they they're pick, it's picking up all of the available channels. So uh, it, 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 again, it doesn't take very long, and it's very simple. But as you say. That doesn't mean that, that some folks won't have some issues, that, that the remote has words they don't recognize or something like that. So we do have the website that you mentioned, www.fcc.gov slash TV Rescan, uh, that has lots of useful information. One of the things that uh, it will be able to answer, which I couldn't answer uh, fully to your question, uh, Preston, is that um, uh, it has a map and a viewer can put in their home street address and the interactive map will pop up all of the local stations that are available over the air at that location uh, with a rooftop antenna and uh, and the window during which the change will take place for those uh, stations. So that should be helpful uh, to know when to be on the lookout. And there's also information about how to rescan and how to use a remote. There's a video. Uh, if all else fails and, 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 the, and the website doesn't do the trick, we also have set up a specialized uh, call center that is open uh, from 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern time, uh, uh, 
seven days a week. Um, so therefore, we wanted to make sure that viewers in Portland on the West Coast had access during prime time. If they notice a channel is missing, there's somebody to answer the phone. It's not our normal East Coast business hours, uh, but we made it much more much more broadly available. And there are customer service reps who can hopefully help walk a uh, a viewer through the change and how to do it on it on on his or her remote. And again, this is for subscribers, not for subscribers who are subscribing to cable uh, or satellite, but uh, over-the-air television and uh, and an antenna-style television, correct? That's absolutely right, and I realized just now that I forgot to give you the... the call-in number for the call center, right. and that is uh, 1-888-CALL-FCC. So 1-888-CALL-FCC, uh, which should get you through to our, uh, and I think you press 6 is the, is the button, but it'll say rescan on the, on the call answering uh, uh, device. All right, there we go. Gene Cadu from the FCC uh, joining us this time on Metroscope to talk about these new changes. Uh, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for discussing what you could in the Portland market and then just in general. I'm sure any listener uh, will be interested in all of the information you provided today. So thanks a lot for coming on. And, um, yeah, thanks for all that you guys do. Well, thank you very much, Preston. Appreciate your helping us get the word out. And I guess the uh, final word is remember to rescan. <laughs> is that the slogan around the offices? Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Remember to rescan. Thank you, Gene. Appreciate it. Thanks so very much. We were talking today with Gene Cadu, the chair of the Incentive Auction Task Force at the Federal Communications Commission, or FCC. Metroscope is an Intercom Portland Public Affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend.